Hey everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Ultimate Oscars. I am your host, Gabe Warren, and with every episode, I, along with a special guest, will be celebrating and awarding our favorite films of each year starting in 1928 and going onward. We'll discuss our brief thoughts on each film we nominate and comment on the actual Oscar year and some fun details on the ceremony. A few rules we always follow, we will be strictly following the reminder list of eligible releases. Those can be found on the website and the Oscar goes too. The amount of categories will also change and evolve over time. This is sort of tie into the Academy's evolution over time. My guest today is going to be Chauncey Teles, host of the LA Pod, LA Podfidential podcast. Um, welcome to the show, Chauncey. It's so nice to have you on. Great to be here, man. I'm a huge Oscar nerd, and I rarely get to talk about this with anybody, so I'm very grateful you had me on. Um, so first off, how are you doing today? How's your day been? It's been okay. Just been you know, having some family time. Uh, just took the daughter to the park and stuff. And my, I, I'm a huge Rams guy, so they play tomorrow. So I get to just chill and watch football and talk to you. Nice. Um, so today we're going to be talking about the films of 1951. And I always ask this at the beginning of each podcast. But um, as usual, what were your favorite films from this year that were not eligible? This could be any film that was released in 1951, but was not under my release for eligible releases for 1951. The wider list of eligible releases, I mean, I think probably my favorite film from this year is like The Day the Earth is Still. Like, I know that was a huge movie for 51, but like, as far as the Oscars goes, they ignored it because, <laughs> you know, it's sci fi. I understand they weren't there yet, but I would say that'd be my biggest one because I didn't see a whole lot of like ineligible ones that would have but I'm like that's the one that stands out for me is like oh that's the best that was like would have been my favorite movie in 1951. That's a good one. Um, I can't really think of any off the top of my head that were ineligible per se. Um, so yeah. And then so was the original the thing actually. Ah, uh, the things from another world. Exactly, yes. So, I guess without further ado, we'll jump into our um, list of actual, our list of nominees. And as, um, what we do is that we take turns announcing our nominees with each category, um, starting with special effects and ending with best picture. And as always, the guest goes first. All right, let's so do it. special effects, uh, starting with special effects, would you like to take it away, Chauncey? Let's see, so for special effects, like I said, the day of the year still was my favorite one. And I feel like, you know, they didn't really, um, <laughs> They didn't really give it its due. I think Gort is one of the most iconic uh, sci-fi effects ever and basically set the tone for everyone else to follow going forward. So that would have been my big winner or my big nominee for that. Do you have any other um, nominees? Yeah. Yeah, one moment. Let me pull that up. Um, like the, thing, the effects and the things from the other world, those are really, those are really great. I mean... Um, 
I mean, I guess you could say, I'm not going to go total blockbusters here, but like um, African Queen has some, has some good boat effects if we're going to go that route. But those would have been my three. Like two blockbusters and one that's like a quasi, that's a quasi uh, counting, so it can be with the best picture nominees. That's kind of how they do. Good choices. Um, so my nominees are An American Paris, The Days the Earth Stood Still, Royal Wedding, The Thing from Another World, and When Worlds Collide. Oh, good list. <laughs> I almost went Superman and the Mole Man, but I'm like, no, I can't, I can't make that work. <laughs> so next we have Best Film Editing. I honestly um, think they got this car, this category largely correct, though. Like, I, it was one of those, like, I looked at it again, and I'm like, you know what? I'm not mad. I like their list of film editing nominees. Because, I mean, The Place in the Sun wins, American in Paris is up, Decision Before Dawn, um, Covadis, and The Well. Like, that's not a bad list. I might have swapped out The Well with something like, you know, African Queen or even Streetcar. Yeah. It is good, aside from um, I don't like Clovatis at all, so not yes. that. <laughs> but uh, my nominees are The Days of Stood Still, Decision Before Dawn, A Place in the Sun, A Streetcar Named Desire, and Strangers on a Train. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm taking out Clovatis and putting Strangers on the Train. My bad. I totally spaced on that one. No worries. So next we have Best Makeup. And hairstyling. Well, the thing for another world, first of all, that's that's got to be in there. I mean, how can you not? Um, streetcar, of course. I would even put African Queen in there and an American in Paris. Nice. So my nominees are the African Queen, Oliver Twist, the thing from another world, Scrooge and Tales of Hoffman. Okay, that's not bad. I like it. So next we have Best Costume Design. All right, so for this one, um, American in Paris, Streetcar, um, uh, Day of the Earth is Still, and Showboat. Nice. So my nominees are An American Paris, Oliver Twist, A Place in the Sun, A Streetcar Named Desire, and Tales of Hoffman. That's pretty solid. I feel like we should be running the Oscars at this point. Jeez. Sure, why not? So next we have best art direction. So for this one, I'm going the day the earth is still, streetcar, 
an American in Paris, um, the thing from another thing from another world, and um, a place in the sun. Nice. So my nominees are an American in Paris, La Ronde, Oliver Twist, A Place in the Sun, and A Streetcar Named Desire. Damn right. I mean, it was 51, by the way, solid year for movies. <laughs> like, kind of, like, True. If you, like, Google, if you Google it came out, you're like, all right, that's a damn good year. True. So next we have best color cinematography. For this, I've got One World's Collide, um, American in Paris, um, and um, African Queen, of course. And I'm also going to go um, Cave Otis. Nice. So my nominees are The African Queen, An American in Paris, The River, Royal Wedding, and Tales of Hoffman. Your list is better than mine on this one. I like that. Yeah, so... Yeah, I thought this was a solid five for me to decide on but next we have best black and white cinematography you know the four the four of the five that they actually nominated so strangers in a train um place in the sun streetcar named desire and um uh death of a salesman were all good but i'd swap out the frogman with day of the earth so still Nice. So my nominees are Decision Before Dawn, Oliver Twist, A Place in the Sun, Strangers on a Train, and A Streetcar Named Desire. All right, that's a good list. What, um, what's the next category? I'm sorry. Best Sound Recording. Ooh. Well, I'm going to go... I can't... Day the Earth is still, Think for Another Planet, Showboat, An American in Paris, and um, African Queen. Nice. So, next we have Best Original Score. So best original score, I have, let me see my list. One moment. I would go, again, Showboat. I would go An American in Paris, Alice in Wonderland, and um, The African Queen. Nice. So my nominees are Ace and Hole. The day the earth stood, the day the earth, the day the earth stood still, a place in the sun, strangers on a train, and a streetcar named Desire. 
That's pretty good. I should actually, I probably should slot in the Davioses still as well. <laughs> oh, playground. All right, we're going to leave. You come with me now. Okay. Right, so next we have best original song. Right, so for this, this was tough because again, great great year for musicals. But I like uh, Never from Golden Girl. I'm too late now from Royal Wedding. Actually, I like the five they picked. To be honest. Like a kiss to build, a kiss to build a dream on. Like I listened to, like on YouTube, Not a good song. And then in the cool, cool, cool of the evening, actually won. So I like that one the best. Actually, I listened to all five of them. And I'm like this is, I wouldn't change anything. I liked it. Although you could, you could talk me into Mary and Birthday from Alice in Wonderland. Slotting in, slotting in for for any of those. Fair enough. Um. So my nominees are. The title song from Alice in Wonderland. In the cool, cool, cool of the evening from Here Comes the Groom. A Kiss to Build a Dream On from The Strip. Silver Bells from The Lemon Drop Kid. And Too Late Now from Royal Wedding. Yeah. I like that a lot. So I would have nominees for international film um, and cartoon short film, but I didn't get the chance to put those list of nominees together. So I'm just going to skip them. Fair enough. I didn't have a good answer for those anyway, because like, you know, I'm not gonna lie, my, like my research for 51 doesn't go super, super deep for international. So, moving on, we have um, Best Adapted Screenplay. I know, this is a fun one. So, let's see, Best Adapted Screenplay. Um, place in the, my, my picks would be A Place in the Sun, um, The African Queen, um, Streetcar Named Desire, of course, and I'd probably have that win just because it'd be fun to have to give Tennessee Williams an Oscar. Oh, we'll wait um, before we announce our winners. Oh, I'm sorry. No, I apologize. I'm just saying, just, I wish real life had worked out that way, but you know, <laughs> the, real winner, the real winner is placed in the sun, which I can't, I can't complain either. Um, so I have three. Um, I would also put in um, uh, Strangers on a Train and Death of a Cell. Nice. So, my nominees are at the African Queen, Decision Before Dawn, Laurent, A Place in the Sun, and A Straight Farm and Desire. That's pretty good. So, next we have Best Original Screenplay. This one's a little tougher. Um, I would also say, uh, you know, in a perfect world, I would I would put Alice in Wonderland in for best adapted as well. It just occurred to me that that, that, that that's eligible, but 
I have Ace in the Hole, an American in Paris, the Day of the Earth is still. Um, let's see, what are my other two? Um, detective, uh, detective story. Oh wait, no, detective story is adapted. My bad. As is the Day of the Earth um, still. Oh damn, it is. Ugh. Okay. Um, I'll go American in Paris, Ace in the Hole, uh, uh, Go for Broke, and David and Bathsheba. All right. So my nominees are Ace in the Hole, An American in Paris, Orpheus, Seven Days to Noon, and A Steel Helmet. Is the thing of any other world adapted? No, right? Um, Seven Days. Here's the thing. Um. Seven Days of Noon has a motion picture story credit for which it won the original story. I count those as originals since they're not adapted from books or novels like that. So, yeah. So, next we have we're into the acting categories now with Best Supporting Actress. Hmm, this is tough because this is a pretty loaded category in real life. So, let's see. I would put I would also put in Kim Hunt, uh, Kim Hunter, Lee Grant, oh, Kim Hunter for Streetcar, um, Thelma uh, Thelma Ritter for The Mating, Lee Grant for Detective Story. Um, actually, I like jo Joan Blondell for The Blue Veil is pretty good. And actually, I'm just gonna stick with the category they had because like Mildred Dunnock for Best of the Salesman, yes. It's all solid. Like I honestly have no complaints. Fair enough. So my nominees are Jan Sterling in Ace in the Hole, Eleanor Parker in Detective Story, Shelley Winters in A Place in the Sun, Jessica Tandy in September Affair, and Kim Hunter in A Streetcar Named Desire. I can't fight that one either. So next we have best supporting actor. Let's see. So for this one, uh, this is tough. I mean, I would keep Carl Malden in there um, for um, Streetcar. I'm keeping Gig Young in there for Come, uh, Come Fill the Cup. Um, Kevin McCarthy can stay for Death of a Salesman. Um, I'll lead. Hmm. Um. Actually, you know, Peter Yusnoff is is one of the things I actually like about uh, Kevadas. I mean, Nero. You can't fight Nero. Um. And those would be those would be my nominees. Nice. So my nominees are Oscar Levant and An American in Paris. Richard Basehart in 14 Hours, Robert Newton in Oliver Twist, Robert Walker in, in Strangers on a Train, and Carl Malden in A Streetcar Named Desire. Yours are better than mine.
So next we have best leading actress, the one that really matters. So let's see. Um, so for actress, so I I keep being Vivian Lee for Streetcar, Catherine Hepburn for African Queen. Um, well, Shelley Winters is up for lead for A Place in the Sun. Um, keeping Jane Weinman. <sighs> but I would slot in. Actually, I didn't get this one wrong because I, I I also like Eleanor Parker for Detective. Nice, very nice. So my nominees are Catherine Hepburn in The African Queen, Patricia Neal in The in the Day the Earth Stood Still, um, Thelma Ritter in The Model and The Marriage Broker, Elizabeth Taylor in A Place in the Sun, and Vivian Lee in The Streetcar Named Desire. Those are good. I, I, I totally agree. <laughs> Uh, the best actor now, right? Yeah, going to best leading actor. I mean, Murderer's Row, but I would go Humphrey Bogart for African Queen, Brando for Streetcar, Montgomery Cliff for A Place in the Sun, Gene Kelly for American in Paris, and then Friedrich March for Death of a Salesman. Nice. So my nominees are um, Kirk Douglas and Ace in the Hole. Humphrey Bogart in The African Queen, Montgomery Clift in A Place in the Sun, Alastair Sim for Scrooge, and Marlon Brando in The Streetcar Named Desire. Again, murderers row. <laughs> Definitely. So next we have Best Director. All right, so for best director, again, what a again, what a category. Um, George Stevens for Placing the Sun, John Houston for African Queen, uh, Vicente Minnelli for American Paris, um, Ilya Kazan for Streetcar, and William Waller for, de for Detective Story. Like, I can't argue with any of those. Nice. It is a good lineup, but mine differs like, slightly. Honestly, I looked at it. Everyone's good. So what do you what do you want? You know. <laughs> yeah. So my nominees are Billy Wilder in in uh, Ace in the Hole, Anatoly Lit back in the Decision Before Dawn, George Stevens in A Place in the Sun, Ilya Kazan in A Streetcar Named Desire, and Alfred Hitchcock in Strangers on a Train. Yeah, I wanted to Hitchcock in there too. I just couldn't find a, couldn't find a place to bump them out or bump them in. I mean,
So next we have best picture. This one's fairly easy for me. African Queen, American in Paris, Strangers on a Train, Place in the Sun, and um, um, uh, Death of a Salesman. Streetcar? Oh, shoot, a fair streetcar. You're right, sorry. African Queen, sorry. African Queen, Streetcar, A Place in the Sun, American in Paris, and Strangers on a Train. There we go. Nice. So... My... Five nominees are Ace in the Hole, Decision Before Dawn, A Place in the Sun, Strangers on a Train, and A Streetcar Named Desire. Again, solid lineup, and we got rid of Tevadis. Yeah. <laughs> so, without further ado, it's now time to announce our winners. So I'm doing I'm going full technical sleep for um, <laughs> um for, uh, oh, sorry. um so was our winners we start with the last category special effects and then with the first best picture and we take our turns announcing the winners. Oh, my bad. With the guest going first, just to be clear. My bad. No worries. I should have been more clear as um, beforehand, but no matter. Um so Starting first with special effects. Day of the Earth is still. And my winner is also the Day of the Earth so still. Well, I mean, it deserves it. I, I, yeah, I definitely. Short iconic. So next, we are on to best film editing. This one, this one was tough for me because I either wanted to go a place in the sun or an America in Paris. Um, ah, see, the Academy was a place in the sun, but I'm actually going to go with an America in Paris because of that 17 minute number at the very end. I mean, that must have been a bitch to, you know, <laughs> choreograph uh -huh. and put together. So I'm going with America in Paris. That's a good choice. Um, but I decided to stick with the Academy's choice of it. A uh, place in the sun. No wrong answer. <laughs> <laughs> so next we have best makeup and hair styling. Ooh. Well, I'm always a sucker for genre makeup um, or the, over anything, so I'm going to go with the thing from another world. Nice. I go with the African queen. That's pretty good, too. <laughs> Nice. So next we have best art direction. Hmm. It's tempting to go an American in Paris here or something like Showboat or on the Riviera, but I'm actually going to go with the Day of the Earth is still. And my winner is A Place in the Sun. Hmm. Also good. So next we have best color cinematography. Hmm. This one was tough, but I'm going to go with an American in Paris. And I also go with an American in Paris. Hey, the Academy got that one right. Yep. So next we have best black and white cinematography. Once again, the Academy crushed it, a place in the sun. 
And oh. as much as I agree with that choice, my winner is a streetcar named Desire. You see, I was just gonna say, I'm like, but if if uh, if I had to pick a second, it would be streetcar. Like it was, it's between those two because God, th- those were great. So next we have best sound recording. Hmm. Well, this one was again tough, but I think I, I'm gonna go with um, the day the earth is still. Nice. Um, my choice is an American in Paris. Not bad. I mean, both of those aren't even nominated, so that's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, which is weird. I know. I, I don't understand it because we think, especially because an American in Paris is a musical, like the musicals usually will get um, the benefit of the doubt with sound, but I don't know why that happened here. Me neither. So next we have best original score. Ooh. I'm going to go with Alice in Wonderland on this one. And on second thought, I also go with Alice in Wonderland, the title song. I mean, it might film. be biased because, like, I don't know about you, but I went to Disneyland a lot as a kid. So, like, it just etched into my brain. And all the other ones are good scores. I'm like, this is the one that, like, stuck out to me the most. Yeah. Same here. So next we have Best Adapted Screenplay. Uh, well, let's see. I thought about this one, and I'm going to go with A Streetcar Named Desire. I know A Place in the Sun is incredible, but I also just think it's you know, it would be pretty cool to, for Tennessee Williams to have an Oscar. And I think Harry Brown and, um, and or Michael Wilson already had won one at this point, or will win one. <laughs> so I'm like, Tennessee Williams for the win. I did consider Tennessee Williams, but then I just had to stick with the place in the sun. So that's my winner. It's fair. <laughs> I can't argue with you. I mean, the Academy wasn't going to argue with you. A good pick all around. And like African Queen is tempting, but I'm like, John Houston already had already had one like two at this point for uh, Sierra Madre. So I'm like, well, I think he's good. So next we have best original screenplay. <sighs> this one was tough because... Again, I wanted to pick Ace in the Hole, but I'm like, well, Billy Wilder's good. Wilder's good. He's been rewarded multiple times in the past, and he will get rewarded again in the future. So I'm going to stick with an American in Paris. I decided to go with Ace in the Hole Mm. because I felt it was the most impressive on a writing standpoint. Again, that's fair, but I'm like, you know, Wilder's sick because he he won an original for... um, uh, Sunset, Boulevard, Sunset Boulevard and will win original again for the apartment and then for adapted in 45 he won for um, Lost Weekend so I'm like that's understandable that's yeah, a like, point he's set like I don't think he was I don't think he was pissed that night <laughs> yeah so next we have um, best supporting actress <sighs> this is tough but I'm like, I thought about it again. I'm like, you know, Lee Grant and Detective Story is awesome, but she's going to win later for um, Shampoo, if I'm not mistaken. And then, um, you know, Joan Blundell for The Blue Veil is good, but you got to go with Stella with Kim Hunter. Nice. And I almost went with her, but I had to go with Eleanor Parker, Detective Story. Oh, that's good, too. <laughs> Such an embarrassment of riches for people that didn't get nominated. Yeah. You could do an entire Oscars with the people who, mi- who missed out. 
Yeah. So next we have best supporting actor. Again, it's sorry to be boring, but I mean, Carl Malden won uh, the actual Oscar. I'm going to give him this one again because, you know, Mitch is incredible. Um, the only other good, uh, great Mitch I've seen on film is, uh, or film or TV is um, Lionel Hutz and the Simpsons is Mitch in O Streetcar. But seriously, um, Peter Yusinoff is going to win two of the, uh, going to win two of these, and Gig Young is going to win eventually. So I'm like, eh, go Carl Malden. He was an, he was a Hall of Fame actor, and this is a great place yeah. to honor him. And I also co-signed the Academy and rewarding Carl Malden. How can you not? Yeah. So um, next we have best leading actress. As usual, the most important category. <laughs> I mean, this one's pretty stacked. Um, I'm looking at this. Though, I know it's funny. Like outside of like of the actual Academy list, um, everyone but Eleanor Parker had won. Um, but damn, it's hard to argue Vivian Vivian Lee is Blanche. It's like it's one of those just landmark performances. I know she'd won before for Gone with the Wind. Um, and then Shelley Winters is going to win too. Wyman, Wyman already had one, and Catherine Hepburn, you know, has a lot. I think this she's at two at this point. Then she's going to win two more. But it's hard to argue. Blanche Dubois, like, <laughs> and I have to co-sign because Vivian Lee is truly iconic and fantastic here. And it's like of the of the performances this year, I think it's the one like a lot of actresses would like want to emulate. You know, like that's definitely one that's been done in like countless, countless um, theater, uh, theater and acting schools. So it's got to be this one. It's iconic. Definitely. So. Oh, one second. Uh, next, we have best leading actor. So I'm torn here because on one hand, like Brando was awesome as Stanley, but he's he's gonna win in two year, two years from now, and he's gonna win again in '72, obviously. Um, Bogart should have probably won for um, for Casablanca, but that didn't happen. However, I'm gonna go with Montgomery Clift here, even though this is probably the last chance you'll have to nominate Bogart. So poor, uh, tough beat for Bogey. Considering I did reward him for Casablanca, unlike the Academy, I think he's upset, and I've given him more nominations, and I'm going to take care of Montgomery Clift later on, but Mm. for now, I go with Kirk Douglas and Ace in the Hole. Oh, that's pretty good, too, because Kirk never got one either. Um, Trying to think, who who beat Bogey for Casablanca? Was that, I feel like Um, Paul Lucas and Watch on the Line. Yep, there it is. Yeah, that probably that should have been Bogey. And then this is probably this was Bogey's last nomination in real life. Right? No, um, he was nominated for the King Mutiny. Oh, okay, my bad. Still, it's his last shot. What year's King Mutiny? Um, nineteen fifty-four. Oh yeah, there's no, there's no way he's beating Brando. Uh uh-uh. uh <laughs> Yeah. So next we have Best Director. Mm, this one was tough, but the Academy got this right. I mean, George Stevens wins again in a few years later for Giant, if I'm not mistaken. Um, 
but he deserves to win here. I mean, Houston, again, he already won for Treasures here, Madre. Minnelli's going to win for GG. Weiler already has three at this point. He's going to win a fourth for Ben Hur. Uh, and then Kazan already has one too. So go with Stevens. And I also have to go with George Stevens for placing this on. Hard to argue. So next we have the big one, best picture. Hmm. Well, I mean, gotta go place in the sun. Like, sorry, American in Paris, but it's a place in the sun. That was the best movie of this year. I mean, I was tempted to pick Streetcar, but honestly, it's a place in the sun. I don't know if then if that if because Stevens walks away with two here tonight, that affects him for giant later on for you, but I you know, he deserved to be rewarded handsomely for this. And Going back to Best Actor for a second, I thought about picking Gene Kelly, but I'm like, he really should have won, should have won for um, uh, Singing in the Rain. Plus, he's gonna he gets an honorary Oscar in real life tonight, so I think he's okay. Yeah. But regardless, I have to go with the streetcar named Desire. Oh, yeah. wow. Okay, fair enough. As a way to reward both uh, placing the sun and streetcar named Desire. Mm-hmm. No, no, that's why I gave the Tennessee. I'm like, he's more, I think he's more, um, more, the more the rewarding the film than anything else. And plus, I have it winning, I had it winning, what, three acting awards. But fair enough. Good year. Yeah. So, um, now that we've gone through all our personal awards, um, Would we like to discuss why a film like An American Paris won Best Picture? Yeah, I have a theory on that. I mean, um, I feel like it was just, it's the, it was, I mean, we see this a lot too, a lot too, like even now. It's super, a super crowd pleaser. Because again, it's like a really nice love story. It's in color. All the numbers are great, especially the huge one at the end. And I imagine when people saw it, both um, voters and just the general public, they left feel they left with a really great feeling and i think that means that carries a lot of weight like a place in the sun is great but it's kind of a downer same thing with like streetcar and um and all the other ones that were for consideration i mean african queen maybe but that didn't even get a best picture nomination in real life so i honestly think it's because it gave it gave everyone the best feeling yeah i would agree like i feel the same way about like even though it did win best director like uh, Slumdog is the same way. Like a movie like that. Where yeah, it was left. a feel good movie. Yep. It left the theater on a high note. Um, yeah. And much like an American in Paris, that too won without having any acting nominations, which doesn't happen very often. Yeah. Parasite too. Same. So we all know why I didn't get any nominations. Huh? We all know why I didn't get any nominations. Which one? <laughs> Parasite. Yeah, basically outside yeah, outside of Bong, uh, they weren't going to give it to anyone else. I mean, it was a loaded acting year in a lot of ways, but yeah, they. You I'm just referring to um. No, I know. The Academy's issues. I know. I know. They always it's of them. It's always two steps forward, one step back. Yeah. So uh, um. Next, we have our um, 
audience questions from the audience. So um, this is from Emily Bukowski Malik. In your opinion, what is the best two moments of 1951 film wise? I mean, the, the big iconic, the two big iconic ones for me are, um, well, anything from Alice in Wonderland and um, the Stella moment from Streetcar. Yeah. Um, I'll just go as Brando yelling Stella. Mm -hmm. Yep. Easy. So, um, Gort too, actually, now that I think about it, like Gort's a huge one, but Stella is the, is the king. Yeah. So, um, this is from Matt Hammersmith. Ace in the Hole, maybe most underappreciated film during that time? Uh, Maybe. I mean, again, it goes to the thing with like Billy Wilder is one of those people where like even like mid like mid not not that Ace in the Hole is mid tier but like um, for him it's mid tier like for anyone else to be like you know one of your top films ever but like because it's him and he's it falls into more um, I sorry to interrupt I just feel I just feel like it um, I just have a feeling it falls more into the underrated tier like the tier that people yeah. consider underrated billy wilder right because it's like everything else is just so iconic like the apartment sunset boulevard lost weekend like uh, uh, um some like it hot like those are like so iconic that like even though ace in the hole was great in its own right it's just like it doesn't trump those in his filmography for most people yeah i mean it's a good problem to have honestly yeah uh, uh, before uh, just a quick question for you how come uh like an american in paris hasn't like had a longer life do you think and do you think it's because it's just not on tv a lot like i know streetcar had to have been but um i think um yeah part of it is an issue it it affects a lot of old hollywood films where it's just not being well preserved enough um mm-hmm the major studios are more interested in like rehashing biopics of um, famous people who aren't mm-hmm. familiar to this generation outside of the um, film film sphere. Mm-hmm. They're more interested in that than they are in actually introducing a newer generation to these old films that are usually hard to find if you're not pirating them illegally. Sure. Which I'll freely admit I do. Sure. Um, and also, I, I think it had the misfortune of being um, released right before seeing it in the rain. Mm. I feel like that has overshadowed it a lot. That makes sense. And because I remember, like, even as a kid, before I knew what the African Queen was, I saw it on Muppet Babies. You know, like it had a, it has a life there. Like people who would go on to write for TV or even movies, like I'm sure have seen African Queen a ton on like TV. Because I think that was one of those that was like on a lot. Yeah, that makes sense. So if you're listening, um, MGM United Artists um, or <laughs> Amazon, make it's it. Amazon now. <laughs> yeah. Allow people to watch it, allow that- people to watch these movies. That's like the good corner to have. Like, if you're Amazon and you own an MGM, like, that's a good corner to have is to have a really awesome classic film section. Like, HBO Max benefits from that. I've had like the TCM um, app, uh, TCM hub on their app. 
because like they have a pretty good selection of movies and i don't see why amazon can't do the same it like it would cost you nothing it's just space yeah definitely especially on oscar time it's like hey best picture winners yes, absolutely included at amazon and american in paris and so on and so forth i mean net, net, even netflix gets this once in a while to an like, extent it, to an extent they're bad at old film like really old films like beyond yeah. like like once in a there's a couple 1960s and like maybe a few 1940s here and there but like it's very beyond, shallow yeah i think i think the problem for amazon is i think i could be wrong about this but like for some reason warner brothers actually owns the uh the, the film library for mgm because that's why wizard of oz is on hbo max I didn't know that, but that could be the case. Like, it was one of the many times MGM was, like, in debt. <laughs> and I think they licensed out all their um, their film library to, uh, to, Warner, to Warner's or something like that. And I don't know how long it's in agreement or if it's permanent. But it was, like, during the, the fallow year, the, the many fallow years of MGM. Could be. Who knows? Um, so... This is from Emily. Um, what do you think of the streetcar movie changing the ending so Stella leaves in the end? Um, I mean, that happens sometimes. Like, I don't hate it. Besides, um, you know. I think it's justified since yeah. Stanley is the worst. Mm-hmm. And honestly, I it's worth it just for the uh, the Simpsons episode. They have the uh, the streetcar musical. It's totally worth it for that alone. Yeah, good point. And plus, Woody Allen gave kind of gives the ending back. I think in Midnight, uh, no, not Midnight Paris, Blue Jasmine. Uh, haven't seen that, but I have heard good things about it. It's a good movie. I mean, obviously, you know, the, the Woody Allen of it isn't great, but he's not in it, so that's better. Yeah. Um, but it's basically him, him doing him doing streetcar. Sweet. So um uh from Best Picture Cast of the Big Three this year, American Place Streetcar. Which do you feel is the most relevant film in 2022? Ooh. Uh, it's either a place in the center or streetcar. Like, streetcar gets to a lot of, like, you know, men- <laughs> mental illness and socioeconomic stuff and um, toxic masculinity. Um, place in the sun is all, you know, is a screed against capitalism in a lot of ways. So it's very tough. But I'm going to have to go more place in the sun. I think I'd probably go with. Still, streetcar named Desire, yeah. just based on pure iconography. Sure, I feel like people are most familiar with that property. Oh, absolutely, and it's one of those that actors, if they ever get a chance to do it, they would love. They love to do it. It's so meaty for actors. Um, one second. So this is also from Emily. Um, oh wait, never mind, because we basically already answered this. Mm-hmm. Um, which George Stevens film most deserves Best Picture? Ooh. This is from also. This is also from Best Picture cast. 
Wow. Okay. Um, boy, I would say place in the sun because I feel like Giants' real lasting legacy outside of you know him winning a second Oscar was the James Dean of it all. But I think a place in the sun is the better movie. I haven't seen Giant, so um, I'll just probably stick with um, A Place in the Sun for now. No, yeah, it's a better film, but like Giant's pretty good too. But it's also just like the, it more lives on because it's like, you know, James Dean only did three movies and that's one of them. <laughs> this is from um, Fritz and the Oscars. Mm-hmm. Um, what movies would you give all four acting awards? Mm, I mean, Streetcar, easy. Uh, I mean, I only did, didn't give it to Brando because I'm like, well, he, he's going to be okay later. <laughs> because uh, I, I, I have, I live in the future. I know he went <laughs> So, um, of those nominated, I'd probably go with my man, Godfrey. Hmm. And I'd also consider Who's Afraid of Virginia Wall. Okay. Again, both of those are just actors love to do that stuff. Like those are very meaty, like definite theater school, definite like uh, definite things you want to do on Broadway. Yeah. So, um, do you have any final thoughts on 1951 as a year in film. What a year. I mean, you could, because this is one of those, like if you did the thought experiment, um, if like the 10, the 10 nominations existed back then, like you could do an easy number, like five, uh, five movies that didn't make best picture and still have a good Oscars. Like I would even put Alice in Wonderland like as a, like a 10th nominee because they don't pay attention to animation nearly as much as they should. And that's an iconic animated film. You also have like Ace in the Hole. You have um, the, the Day of the Earth is still. I mean, you have so many good movies this year. And, you know, I w- wish Cavati's didn't get the love it did, but what are you going to do? <laughs> <laughs> and Decision Before Dawn's a um, curious Best Picture nominee, but like, you know, I don't hate it. Like, it's a very I solid actually like it. Year. No, I know. Just like, it's interesting that it's like, it really only shows up here and then the other main categories, it just doesn't. And then you can eat if I know like Streetcar takes the um, adapted from a, a, a play slot, but like, you know, you could you could have slotted like if, it, if Streetcar didn't exist this year, it was like a year before a year later. Death of a Salesman probably sweeps the acting awards. It's crazy. Yeah, probably. Like damn, damn good year. <laughs> yeah, it is a really good year. So, um, Chauncey, this is this was a. Um, thank you for agreeing to appear on this episode. It was a really fun time. Dude, thank you for having me. I'm like always glad to talk Oscars. I never get to on my own show because my two co-hosts like always make a sandwich or take a quick power nap while I do. So uh-huh. I never get to do this. So with all that said, um, um, how can we find you like on social media on the internet? Oh yes, I'm glad you asked. So um, my name is Chauncey Talias. You can find me on Twitter at BigChaunce64. And I, I host the LA Pod Potential Show where we talk about LA sports, primarily the Rams. We also do Marvel news, um, entertainment news. And uh, around Oscar season, I get super duper into the Oscars. Nice. 
So um, you can find me on Twitter at Gabe Joker. You can find me on Instagram at Gabe Guan. I'm also, um, well, I'm also on Facebook, but um, barely. Um, I don't blame you. <laughs> and then um, on, you can find this, um, you can find the alternate Oscars Twitter account at alternate Oscars. I also have a Patreon page for this um, podcast. You can find me on Letterboxd at Mr. Kulo. Um, and be sure to rate and review this podcast for visibility's sake. And then um, subscribe through your choice of server. And until the next episode, sit back and relax, cheers and enjoy. And thank you for listening to the alternate Oscars. <laughs>